0: Welcome to the New Hope Underground Podcast. I'm Jonathan Brocious, the campus pastor at New Hope Newton. Glad to be here with you. And I'm inviting into the studio today my guest. His name is Eric Splechter. You've actually been on this podcast before, Eric. A couple uh, times, yeah. A couple times. Oh, man, I'm missing some episodes somewhere. <laughs> I know you were on with Darren, just kind of sharing some of your life story and all that. And I'm excited to have you back on today because I just recently preached through 1 Peter chapter 5, which I had a blast learning about some of this passage of Scripture, and we kind of want to take a little bit of a deeper dive. There's a couple points in the Scripture that I didn't get a chance to fully flesh out in a 30-minute message, so we just wanted to take, I don't know, 20 minutes or so here on the podcast and dive into some other things. I also want to hear what you're seeing in those Scriptures. But before we get into all of that, Kind of a neat announcement. Well, it is a neat announcement. It's an exciting announcement. Eric, you're on staff now here at New Hope Church. So talk to us about that a little bit, even how that came about.
1: Let the party begin. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I'm, um, you know, I just can't say words without meaning them. I'm not supposing others can. I just know from my heart, like when I say I'm overwhelmed, I'm joyful, I, I may sound low in tone, but it's, it's like, are you sure you're awake?
0: He sounds super excited <laughs> about so his new job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I really am. It, Yeah, I I could talk a whole podcast or series of podcasts as to why, but mm. uh, yeah, just privileged to be able to serve God's kingdom, serve a Newton, serve with you. I mean, yeah. sincerely. Um, it was yeah. funny
0: because Newton's been looking for somebody for a few months now, uh, especially to help lead the the worship teams and all that sort of thing. And then, uh, Tyler Sturkey approached me with this idea about what about this Eric guy? And I'm like, well, I know he's probably incredible because you know, Sturkey talks about Eric all the time and Darren talks about Eric all the time. I don't really know him but I'd love to get I'd love a chance to get to know him and uh man it's been fun working with you the last few weeks you've been on staff what two and a half weeks now
1: Yeah I'm in the midst of 3
0: Yep just yeah. survived his first all staff meeting <laughs> so way to go trial by fire there <laughs> No we're excited to have you on board but let's let's dive into this passage of scripture I don't know Eric it was just so interesting to me the conglomeration of things that Peter threw into this chapter. And I talked about this a little bit during my sermon about how there's kind of a suffering sandwich. I feel like suffering is such a theme all the way through the entire book of first Peter chapter four camps on suffering an awful lot. Chapter five comes right out of chapter four and then ends with more suffering. It says, uh, and we're going to get into this, In chapter, in verse nine, it says, brothers and sisters throughout the world are enduring the same kinds of suffering after you've suffered a little while. Just suffering, suffering, suffering. But then there's all this stuff in the middle about elders, clothe yourself with humility, resist the devil. He's walking around like a lion that's looking to eat people. (laughs) There's just all this crazy stuff going on in this chapter and realizing that I feel like this is almost a survival manual for suffering. This is almost a survival manual for how we get through this. so as you look at first Peter chapter five eric what are what what's kind of going on in your heart and what are you kind of seeing in there?
1: Well, you know in the moment i'm uh I'm just being reminded of even something you said to me here a week or so ago about uh, some personal relationships and you said someone in your life said... And I'm paraphrasing, sure. But I kind of don't trust unless they've lived. Like I kind of don't. Mm. I don't give credit unless they've. And I'm trying. It suffered. Like yeah. I I hear refining so much and suffering. Yeah. Uh, it, it holds a different context for me. Desirable? No. It, could there be a better way, boy? I wish. Yeah. But to so get you, there, so what you're
0: saying is. Suffering's not fun to go through. Suffering's not enjoyable. Nobody likes it, but it it builds your resume almost. All of a sudden, you have a platform. I remember the conversation you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Basically, yes, I was talking with someone and, and and they said, "Oh, when someone's gone through pain, then I'm going to listen to them."
1: Yeah, got, <laughs> you know, it's we say this about other things. If a person has been through, you know, loss. Of a loved one, if they've been through divorce, if they've been through addiction, if they, you know, any number of suffering elements. I mean, I know even in my work in the addiction community, addicts didn't trust unless you had been an addict. They they heard you very differently. If you understood what they were feeling. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was different. So I think the same for even some of what we're looking at here.
0: Yeah. That's good. I hadn't thought about that that way.
1: If. In the context of your suffering, you know something that others don't. Hmm. You've felt something. You've lived something. And now you're living something that others can't because they've not suffered.
0: In the exact same way. Yeah. And so now this can draw us together. When we have these pains that we're going through. And, you know, Tyler diagnosed the difference between just and unjust suffering Mm -hmm. and all those things in his his message in chapter 4. But when we're going through suffering, when we're dealing with... The garbage that the world likes to throw at us. It can be a glue that draws us together. It can be a bonding agent that helps us to experience human relationships that are deeper than they otherwise would be. Mm,
1: yeah. Yeah. The community that comes in that. That's good. Absolutely.
0: That's really good. You said you wanted to talk about, uh, verse five, a little bit about where God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What were you seeing in
1: there? You know, even, um, Probably more than I was saying a moment ago with our conversation conversation now is reminding me that I had a choice in some of my suffering. Right. And I had to come to grips with that because there were spaces where I very much chose to be a victim of it. Hmm. And I think there was some pride in it. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, it's heavy to say God opposes the proud. Well, I, but I was suffering, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you know, I'm such a literal person. Yep. <laughs> Talk to me about that a little bit. I feel like there's more like how, so yeah, for those of you that don't know, and you can hear you've been public with your story, so I'm not yeah. sharing anything that you haven't shared before, even on this podcast, sure. you can find a previous podcast about some of the suffering you've been through, whether it was the the cancer, the stroke, some of these different things. Yep. Um, how did pride how did pride look for you during that Mm -hmm. suffering? What did that, what did, what does that mean?
1: Well, even before that, and I don't, I don't mind bringing it up, but divorce ahead of those things. Mm. And I had to choose if I was going to single out the things that had been done to me and be a victim of them or what in humility I could say, here's where I contributed. And that's the only thing I can deal with control, help, change
0: whoa so what you're saying is when we take on the victim mentality it's a form of pride
1: because i'm not surrendering that to god
0: holy cow
1: that's pride in me (laughs) we
0: we could camp on that for a while i feel like (sighs) because everyone loves to be the martyr right because now you have now you have a, a leg up you have power in that martyrdom
1: you know, part of what's hard in that too is I can find a community that will sympathize with me or empathize. And and it's a vicious cycle because then they feed into your pride
0: and into that victimhood even more.
1: The pride in me in that, if I'll go looking for that. Because you've
0: been through a lot that you could claim victim from, it's not your fault that you had. And I'm not a victim of that. (laughs) Right. And it's not a, right. And, And you're saying it hasn't helped you. And, and if you want to find God's grace, we've got to figure out a way to move past that strangely sneaky manifestation of pride called victimhood or martyrdom and choose to Satan, trust God to move us through Satan
1: it has amazing ways and I'm not giving him more credit than what God gets. He has amazing ways to fool me into thinking and believing what is owed me. I should be able to just stay there and yeah, be a victim, be hurt, Be woe is me. Be Well, why, why me, you know? And I, there's just not space for that if I want to follow God.
0: So I feel like this is super powerful, but I, again, I'm such a literal person. Mm -hmm. Talk to the person right now who's going through suffering and I've been through some hard times too. And when I go through those hard times, it is so easy to sit in that woe is me place. I've Mm -hmm. been there. I've done that, Eric but talk to me about how you moved past that. What did that actually look like? Like, like talk to the person that that is a temptation right now. They're yeah. dealing with that temptation. Yeah. They're listening to this podcast. They may even be angry yeah. <laughs> that we're calling them out on it and it's not a fun place for them right now. But totally how did you, how did you do it? How did you do it?
1: And I, I would say, cause I think you make an excellent point there. I'd almost say this. If you're angry <laughs> that I'm, yeah, I, I hate that it's this callous, but, That might be be your best step towards something different. Hmm. So, but at the same time, don't hear me discrediting the pain. Don't hear me discrediting the anguish, the sorrow, Hmm. you know, Eric, you don't understand what, well, have a cup of coffee with me. I'm not saying I do, but I know mine. Yeah. And it's not discrediting any hurt and pain we've gone through. However, if you want a way out of it, at least for me, I had to surrender that. I had to lay that down. I had to grieve it for a while. But after, I used to have this person in my life that said, you know what, I'm going to give you a day to feel that. (laughs) (laughs) That is so brutal, but so good. I'll I'll give you 48 hours, folks, if you want it. Take it. Do it.
0: (laughs) I'm feeling generous today. You have 48 (laughs) hours to feel bad for yourself. Wallow
1: for a while and I hate that I'm I'm chuckling about that, but it's out of a joy place. There is freedom past it. And that is probably the most
0: loving thing that person could have ever said to you.
1: I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because the next day, you know what? I was like, yeah, it's time to be over it. <laughs> wow. It's just time to move fast, it because oh, I believe wow. you care about me and I believe you wouldn't say harsh things to me. But yeah, I, I kind of need to stop that attitude. And I don't know who this person
0: is, but yeah. I'm sure that they, you trusted them and yep. they'd walked with you long enough that they had that platform that they, they weren't just Could handing it. that out at Walmart. <laughs> at it, wasn't, the door. it
1: wasn't even out of their selfishness. Right. Yep. They
0: were doing that simply because they loved you. Yep. Wow. That is. I big. see
1: where you're at, Eric, right now it's okay to be there for today, but are you ready to move past it? Because if you want to stay there, stay there.
0: Right. You know, it's interesting too, because as I'm, as I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about the victim mentality, the martyrdom mentality in light of this idea that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The victim mentality comes out of the belief that our suffering wasn't deserved. Mm -hmm. And so Uh, even things, even health issues like, like the cancer that you had, the stroke that you had, the back pain I deal with, that's a minor thing, but just like, it's just like it bothers us. And we kind of think it's so unfair. The world is unjust. I didn't deserve this. And we've lost sight of the fact that we do deserve it. We deserve much worse. We deserve hell in fact, and, and anything that's not hell is proof that God is still alive and God is still gracious to us. There is why this is so amazing. Yeah. And so that is the humble mentality is when we're, when we like, we have to have a humble mentality in order to be cheerful. We have to have a humble mentality in order to experience joy because the humble mentality is the one that says, well, I'm not sitting in the lake of fire right now. So God is good. And I'm thankful. And that is an attitude where God can give us even more grace and where we can Mm -hmm. move past some of this pain. Like I'm just now connecting some of those dots. But when we are sitting there and we're going, this isn't fair, I'm a victim, I don't deserve this, that's when we're pulling ourselves away from God and we're saying, God, what you have put in my life is not right. And it's, yeah, God is opposing us, but we're also opposing God too. Mm. We're rejecting God the story that's been written. Yeah. And And we're, we're complaining about it
1: We've been invited to. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Thank you so much for showing me that. That's, that's big.
1: I, I sincerely mean this. I, I said this in forms and ways downstairs. I can't, I almost can't not have gratitude because of that though, that you just said like to have chosen. And let me make this clear. I don't I don't suppose to go. Man, I'm just the most humble person in the world, like, <laughs> like Moses. <laughs> I don't think I get to I'm say. I'm proud that. of my humility. I don't think I get to say that. It's okay. Um, it's like I've been forced into it. I go into the next day with what I hope is gratitude. Doesn't mean I don't have struggles. Doesn't mean I don't have hard times. Doesn't mean I don't have busyness and tiredness yeah. and all those things. But if I will stop and in a clear self-aware moment i'll go i i don't deserve any of this mm. i i could have lost all of this i told somebody downstairs today is a bonus day <laughs> <laughs> i'm living in bonus world so yeah. if i have that attitude i can't go but woe is me no yeah no. because who deserves the credit eric Splechter doesn't yeah i and don't
0: I, f- I feel like you have to kind of go through Something to grasp that mentality fully. I was, well, you were there at service the one day, this was about a month ago. We were interviewing somebody on stage Mm -hmm. and he was giving his testimony and he had recently uh, gotten really injured and it could have been a bad Mm -hmm. situation where he, he could have easily lost his life or been crippled for life. Yeah. And he was talking about it and I said, so what is God showing you through this? And he said, you know, I used to work with this guy and every morning you'd, you'd ask him how he's doing and he'd say, well, Today is a gift. Every day is a gift. And he'd say, well, thanks. I'm fine too. I just (laughs) lost it. I laughed so hard when he said that (laughs) because it's just, you're over spiritualizing it. Come on, you know? Yeah. I don't see no
1: bow on this uh, thing. (laughs) (laughs) But,
0: but he said, but it really is like, that is what I'm Mm -hmm. learning right now is it's a bonus day. I didn't deserve this day. And the truth is, even though Jonathan hasn't had cancer and Jonathan hasn't had a stroke and Jonathan has never been in a situation where I thought I might not wake up tomorrow. That doesn't make that any less true of me either. Exactly. So, wow, I could chew on that for a while. I could chew on that for a little bit.
1: Yep. Your pain is your pain. Your loss is your loss. It doesn't mean I perfectly understand it, but I've had the benefit, and I mean that word, of yeah. experiencing it, and I view it that way now. And so God has created a blessing out of it. I could be proud, and i probably even sound proud about it. I just don't feel that way because I know I can't, I don't deserve any credit over what I've chosen. I, I mean, I had to choose at some point, but I just uh, I trust that he's provided that. And uh, I believe that's why I want my life to continue to be a sacrifice to others. If even in this moment that somebody might go, you know, that's just true. And I need to stop where I'm at it's been okay that I mourned it for a while. It's been okay that I I suffered under this, even my own doing. But it's time to take that next step and trust God to take me where I need to be, where he wants me to be, not there. Mm. And I don't need to suffer like that anymore. Um, or even in my suffering, find joy.
0: And I think that that mentality that you just talked about even the phrase you just used about, I want my life to be a sacrifice to others. That is truly the humble mentality that we have to adopt. And that is the key to being able to live out all the rest of this chapter. That mm-hmm. even, the, even the things that I talked about in my sermon on Sunday, about elders caring for the flock, those who are younger being subject to those elders. I mean, nobody likes to be subject to anything. <laughs> but if we have that truly grateful, truly humble Heart, like you're talking about, like every day is a bonus day, every day is a gift, every day is I didn't deserve this, so I'm glad I have it. Well, then of course, we're going to clothe ourselves with humility, of course, Mm. we're going to serve each other, of course, we're going to hang together, of course, we're going to subject ourselves to the elders, of course, we're going to take care of those who are younger than us in their spiritual journey. I mean, of course, we're going to do all of those things, yeah. And then, and then let's let's jump down. You said you wanted to talk about verse ten a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talk. I'll I'll just read it, and then I want to hear hear some of your thoughts, if that's okay. Sure. Um, well, I'll start in verse nine. You know, he talks about the devil prowling around, looking for someone he can devour. I talked about that in my message on Sunday. Resist him, strong in your faith, because you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are enduring the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen and establish you.
1: And it, you know, what comes to mind immediately is I believe in your message. You know, I heard this part about like, I'm not afraid of stepping out of here and being persecuted because I, I preached a sermon or, you know, I shared yeah. in this way and, right. and, uh, you know, I go to a space where, well, I've met that guy. Like, he, oh, you've met people that have suffered, yeah, like like, I, like Peter's
0: talking about. He's persecutions are saying, real I
1: preach this sermon, I walk outside, and I might be gunned down, but I'm doing it anyway. And so, <sighs> wow. when I consider even the amount of my suffering or or you know things along that way, I'm going that amazes me, and so I'm thankful for examples in my life that I hear those stories. And so then when I'm given my opportunity, here's my game time. Mm. I heard how they played the game. Here's my game time. I'm done practicing. I don't like that. I've now got suffering and I'm in the game. Will I choose to play like that? You know, if I did like a sports illustration.
0: Sure. So what you're saying is you've taken that guy, you've talked with a guy from another country. That's
1: many examples, you know,
0: right. And you're saying, okay, so I've I just have to use that as fuel and store that away so that when the time comes and we'll know it's, it'll be clear mm-hmm. when I have a choice to either back off or push forward, I choose to keep pushing forward.
1: Yeah. My mentors, the saints in my life, the people that have grown up and I have wanted to model after their lives, what got them there? Did yeah. they go through suffering kind of in the same way? You know, as you said a while ago, uh, that person that says, you Know, I credit this person because I'm like, Yeah, me too, and that's why I'm listening to them because they get it, <laughs> like, right? They I don't know how they reached this stage of life with what they've gone through, but they did, so how about I do what they did? Yeah, <laughs> and again, would I like a smooth sailing life? Psh, yeah, I mean, I'm the lazy river, dude, you know, but I'm let's <laughs> uh, so let's
0: key <laughs> off of that because verse 10 says, After you've suffered a little while. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ. Let's let's just think mm-hmm. about all these words. It just sounds like so much permanence, yeah. right? There's so much eternity going on in these. Eternal glory in Christ will himself restore. So all the things that sufferings robbed from us will be returned. Confirm. So all the truth mm-hmm. that we have, that all the things that have been shaken in our world will be reestablished, confirmed, strengthened. I mean, you want to feel weak, go through suffering, go through a hard time. That's when you, so he's going to solve that and establish, like when your world has been shattered and totally rocked and completely taken away, he's going to establish it back. And it's just like so much eternity in there contrasted with suffering for a little while.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes me think of this. I remember ministering to a couple years ago and they talked about some suffering in their life and you know I had to come sometimes we get those opportunities to though we minister through words we get to decide if we really believe them or not <laughs> <laughs> do I believe what's I coming out of my advice, mouth right now so do what I think but I don't know Oh shoot, um, yeah. but I asked him I said would this be worth it can you come to a place where he'd say yes it's hard but it was worth it because I got the opportunity to draw closer to God. And so, yeah, I got the wow. opportunity to decide if I believe that or not, even coming out of my mouth.
0: That is heavy stuff,
1: <laughs> but that's what I'm hearing there. It'll be restored. It'll be worth it. It yeah. will be worth it.
0: So hang in there. Yeah, I want to do this. We've, uh, we are coming towards the end of our time together and we still haven't covered the last paragraph of first <laughs> Peter chapter five. I just wanted to dive in there. Yeah. Most of this paragraph, Eric is kind of Peter saying goodbye, closing out his letter, talking with specific people. There is one nugget in there that I want to dive into. So sure. could you do me a favor, Eric? And could you read verses 12 through the end of the chapter?
1: With the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. There it is. Stand mm. fast. It's worth it. Yeah. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you her greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a kiss of love and peace to all of you who are in Christ.
0: I really want to key in on verse 13. Your your translation that you just read, mm-hmm. I think says, She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, greets you. Super weird verse. <laughs> you read that and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. Babylon. <laughs> Babylon hasn't existed for a little while by the time Peter writes this, you know? And it's just like, what in the world? <laughs> what in the world are we talking about? The and and a lot of people. Talk about a lot. This is interpreted many different ways, Um, but the she, the it's a it's a female personification. A lot of scholars think that's the church. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about the church uh, and referencing it as a she, um, who is in Babylon. And a lot of scholars think that means Rome. He they think he's writing out of Rome to all these other churches in 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 the area. But it's really interesting that he uses the word Babylon. Because Babylon held rich, rich meaning for a Jew like Peter. Mm. Because Babylon was the country that came through uh, 500-something BC and captured all of Judah. You know, we think the United States has been around a long time because it's been around for 250-some years. uh, (laughs) Israel lasted for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and Babylon was the one that finally came through and took out the, the, the tribes of Judah and also the city of Jerusalem and ransacked the temple and set up their own king and took all the people into exile. And so there's a large section of our Old Testament. I'm, I'm just nerding out here, but I wanted to cover this because it's just this nugget in there. Mm-hmm. There's a large section of our Old Testament that's written to the Jews when they were in exile. So Ezekiel is written about that time. Daniel is written about that time. Uh, Esther is written about that time. Jeremiah was kind of written... During the time that Babylon was taking over, some of Jeremiah was written before Babylon took over, some of it, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. A lot of it was written afterwards, and he's writing to the people that are in exile. And there became this huge question for the Jews of how do we be God's people when we no longer have God's land, when we no longer have God's temple, when we're kind of in this foreign world. So it's really interesting that Peter says the church that's in Babylon because he's saying we're still in this foreign world. We're still stuck in this place that's not really our home. You know, and, and how many of us, Eric, as Americans, we're in Babylon, but we don't know it. Yeah. We think Babylon is home. This world is not our home. This country is not our home. This land is not our land. There is a home. There is a land that we really look forward to. And that's what that verse 10 is talking about that place where God's going to give us that eternal glory and restore, confirm, establish us forever in Christ Jesus. Like that, that is the building of a nation again that is now under God. And we as Christians get to be part of that which is just so awesome. And it just starts to make your mind melt or it makes my mind melt a little bit. And then I start looking around and I'm going, how many of my daily decisions are driven by the idea that I'm participating and living and considering myself a member of Babylon?
1: Mm, am suffering. I suffering?
0: Yeah. Am I living like someone that's in exile or am I trying to just blend in and make myself part of this community and thinking this is the way the world's going to be forever? So that's a, uh, I don't know. That's just one other thing. I love I to do it right about. in. Yeah, it, it does. ties right
1: in. It's suffering. It does. It does.
0: Anyway, thanks for letting me <laughs> go wacky for just a I like second. When you nerd out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. I could talk about this for a long time, but we are out of time, Eric. But thank you so much for joining me here on the, uh, on the new hope underground podcast. Any last words you want to say here as we close out? Amen and amen. All right. Hey, guys, suffer well. We'll see you guys next time on the Underground Podcast.